This is Yantukwaya Radio, amplifying the voices of connected government and public innovation. Hello and welcome. I'm Alison Hornery and thanks for joining me for a conversation with Carlos Ferrero and Esteve Almeral about Commons for EU, which is an alliance project in the spirit of Code for America to support innovation in cities across Europe. Esteva is an Associate Professor at ESADA University and the Project Lead for Commons for EU. Hi Esteva, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, nice to be here. Carlos is the CEO of Dot Open, which is one of the collaborating partner organisations. Welcome Carlos. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about how this project came about? Uh, well, we, we wanted to bring uh, a kind of the spirit of Code for America and the ideas behind Code for America, these ideas of uh, transforming the, the public sector, in particular the cities, uh, through action from the outside using technology, coders, and all these kind of, of people, staff, and movements. We wanted to bring it to Europe. And then it took us a while, and one of the things that we tried was using the actual instruments that the European Commission has in place, I mean the projects, in order to do so. Uh, so uh, while we were talking to Code for America, and then finally we put a project, and this project is called Commons for Europe, that supports this uh, creation of Code for Europe. That is uh, something similar to Code uh, for America, with some difference because uh, Europe is not the same as the U.S., but, well, at least, in, I think, in the same spirit and so on. We were fortunate enough to win the project, so we have some funds uh, to work with this project for around three years, and we hope that in the meantime, or after the three years, we will have an organization that can support the ideas and the objectives of this Code for Europe in place in Europe, and also we will have the opportunity to coordinate that with all initiatives that are raising uh, around the world, like Code for Africa, Code for Jamaica, Code for Latin America, mm. and so on. And this is the main idea. Now, Carlos, can you tell us a little bit about the work of Dot Open and why you became a partner in Commons for Europe? Well, we are a firm that was really created under the premise of open innovation. So we really were designed at start um, as an organization that would aim at enabling the collaboration between large organizations and institutions and entrepreneurs and innovators around the world. So for us, it, it really became a, a, an obvious next step to try to do some work uh, at Open Innovation for public administration. Now, we are involved already um, in another European project called Open Cities, um, which is really focused on, on bringing open innovation to, to cities around Europe um, based on particular competitions or challenges as a methodology to, to basically innovate in collaboration with, with external parties. Mm -hmm. um, Commons for EU was, was a really interesting project in, in, in really bringing the, the change agent um, of the innovator, of the entrepreneur within the organizations. And, and we were really interested in, in really understanding how, how that could happen, how that could really bring about change within large companies and, and in city councils. And uh, we're just really excited to be a part of this. 
Okay, so that's really interesting. And one of the things, I guess, that uh, is perhaps a little different uh, to uh, some of those other projects like Code for America and others is that you have a very interesting alliance of partners who are helping to make this happen. You have governments, you have civil society, you have uh, educational organisations like yours and digital entrepreneurs as well. What made you choose this particular alliance of partners and, and what kinds of different roles are they playing? Well, it's a combination of two things. I mean, the, the, the first thing is that you have certain requirements in order to put a new open project. And if you want to win, you have kind of an uh, ideal composition that you have to match. So this was the, the first strain, the first strain that, that uh, drive this alliance. And the other one was, well, basically you want the main actors. So uh, in European project, you need at least three cities and so on. We had a, a previous European project that was more or less in the same line, that is open cities is still running, that tries to bring open innovation to cities and trying to explore the mechanism of open innovation to cities. And at the end of the day, uh, code for you will be just an intermediary of this process of uh, bringing innovation to cities and bringing innovation from outside the cities. Uh, so we, in this project, we explore pretty much all these things, and we are exploring pretty much all these things. And we have kind of partenariat that is nice, that was uh, cities like Helsinki, Amsterdam, Berlin, Paris, uh, Barcelona, Rome, Nesta, Manchester, these cities more or less, uh, somehow related or involved. And basically the same partenariat with a few minus and a few plus uh, were the partenariat that we have in Common for Europe, basically a similar one. Uh, and this was kind of first a requirement, then the need to win. We also need the main actors that are doing these kind of things in Europe, people like uh, Forum Bidium, people like the Bach Society, uh, other kind of organizations that uh, we have in Europe that are driving very much all the action in, in this area. And there is also the, the belief that, uh, well, if we want to produce these things, we have to mobilize the city. We have to find champions inside the cities that have enough power to make the city pay attention to this mechanism and draw into this mechanism. And that's why we try to involve basically either cities or organizations that work so close with cities that can mobilize cities themselves in order to do work into with this mechanism. And this was the genesis of the project and these were the ideas behind it. Yes, it's, um, this is actually something very, very specific and very typical of European projects. Mm -hmm. um, the European Commission funds these consortiums and they want diversity within the consortium, just so different parts of the value chain are represented. So it's, it's very difficult to have um, organizations, large companies that have some potential get-to-market um, universities and uh, research centers involved. Um, in particular, in these projects, the, have of ha the fact of having city councils being an important part of this, um, it's, it's very interesting because obviously this provides just direct access to, um, to, the, to the problem at heart, which is you know, how, how cities in interact with citizens. Mm. Um, and our role is, is basically an, an, an enabler in trying to 
um, reach out to the developer community, to these um, entrepreneurs and uh, uh, and innovators that uh, are in the end the ones that are providing the services and providing the, the different solutions at uh, at a local level. Mm, and as obviously as a digital enterprise yourself. Um, what kind of opportunities do you see for your industry generally um, as Commons for Europe moves beyond just the initial set of cities? I think in, in general, the, the whole idea that cities can provide um, sort of platform services, they, they move from being direct providers of all the, of all the services that, that could be labeled as public services. And uh, they move into enabling uh, other citizens, other um, technology and digital uh, entrepreneurs um, to to actually provide those services for, for the rest of the citizens. The opportunities are quite vast. This idea of the city as a platform mm. is really a playground, a sandbox for any entrepreneur that has an idea about how to solve a specific problem, you know, that... And, and there's lots of problems <laughs> that mm. need to be solved, and there's lots of interesting ways of tackling them through technology. So this is a fantastic opportunity for anybody in this space. Mm. The other thing that you, you mentioned uh, a couple of times uh, in our conversation so far is obviously the linkage with, with the EU. Um, and obviously, uh, Neely Crows is leading quite a strong digital agenda for Europe. Were you influenced by this, and is this initiative connected into that digital agenda? Well, we, we, I think it, 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 it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we have been pushing for many years for co-creation, living labs, smart cities, mm -hmm. and so on. At the end, the the, uh, the Europeans, and when they came out with this digital agenda and so on, they, they now are making a, a submit. They did. Uh, they create a forum from experts and so on. In this world, for access, for example, they only invite cities. We think that this was a complete error, that this is just the way not to do things. Mm. Uh, so, because, I mean, uh, I don't know, in many cities in Europe, for example, change is not being driven by the cities, but by organizations that are intermediaries that are linked from the cities. If you go to Helsinki, much of the action is in Forum Bidium, not in Helsinki. Mm. Uh, same in Amsterdam, same in Barcelona, or same in the UK. And this happens everywhere. So, um, inviting on the cities <coughs> is not having understood what the whole thing is about. Just missing completely the point. Mm. And this digital agenda is a good start, it's a good point, it's a good, but much more have to, has to be work, and, and particularly they have to go down to how things happen and not keep things in such a high level that you lose track of the real mechanism. And if you lose track of the real mechanism, you cannot implement policy. What policy are you going to, you to implement if you only look at the objectives, not the mechanism, how these objectives work? Mm. And this is in many ways what is happening in Europe and in many other places. But, but um, yeah, we are happy about that, <clears throat> but we are absolutely not happy and we don't think it's correct how it is being implemented. Mm. Now, the seven cities that are the first group to uh, to participate in, in Commons for EU uh, are all quite diverse, uh, and I guess that's one of the things that makes 
Commons for Europe a little different to some of its sister organisations like Code for America and so on. Um, how are you working with these different cities at their different levels of capacity and experience, different languages and so on? Well, that's a, that's a big challenge. Mm. Um, for us, from, from our side, our role is really focusing on trying to get the communications down from the cities to, to developers. Mm -hmm. And in this case, mm, it's, it's quite diverse, like you were mentioning before. I think it, it's not only the, the challenge of, um, of, of, the, of the language and, and sometimes the, the sort of the cultural preparedness that, that each one of these organizations has towards openness, mm. um, but also that, that, that some of these channels are not established. So, in other words, they don't they don't all communicate in this with the same fluency between the city council and the developers. And these are some of the things that we sort of provide help with, because otherwise, if you don't get an appropriate call, if you don't get you know interested parties of the grade that you're that you're looking at, um, you're not going to get. The, the services, the resulting services or the resulting experience is not going to be of the quality that, that you would expect. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really our role, is to, to facilitate that communication. This is, I mean, I think there are two main differences in, in, in Europe and, and in, the, in the U.S. I mean, the, the first one is focus. Uh, the way that in the U.S. this thing is trying to be driven is uh, the startup way. This kind of, we have a small startup, in this case a non-profit, that tries to bring change all over. And, and this is a nice way, and this is an interesting way to do things, where you have committed people to work large numbers of hours and try to evangelize uh, many cities around the, the break. In Europe, probably, the culture is not so much this startup culture. It's more like a co-creation culture between the different parts of the society, where you involve cities, but you also involve developers, you also involve organizations, civil society in general. And things maybe look, or maybe are, a little bit slower, but it's a different way. It's a different culture. Uh, we try very much to, to focus first on, on cultivating this culture, on cultivating the cities and so on. And as you say, uh, we have a diversity of cities, diversity of ways of governance, and that is a huge difference between Europe and the U.S. We don't have these leadership measures that you have in the U.S., like Bloomberg and so on, that mm. drive the whole city. We have more uh, civil servants, we have more politicians that are more rooted in boroughs or structures like that, where you have to get to them uh, from a different perspective, a different point of view, with different methodologies, because there is not so much this leader that drives the whole city and so on. This is not the image that is well regarded, seen to value in, in Europe. This is just not the case. Mm. So obviously you're, you're taking very much a, a grassroots, a very grounded perspective on, on how to move this forward. And it's really interesting looking at the two initiatives that you're focusing on being the code commons and the bottom-up broadband commons. Can, can you explain what each of these are and, and why you've chosen the code and the broadband as being two major focus areas for you? Yeah, well, basically, it was a requirement on the description of the project. This was not, it was a requirement to focus both in technology and, and society. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the code commons is, is 
the, the Code for America, Code for Europe main aspect. Uh, probably our main difference is we have fellows like Code for America and so on. We want these fellows to be agents of change in the cities, but we probably value more sharing code and creating code and creating a culture of sharing code. I don't know, for example, in Spain, only in Spain we have uh, 5,000 cities. Mm-hmm. And everybody is reinventing the wheel. Of course, this is absurd. This is completely idiotic. It doesn't make any sense because the code is practically the same. It, it, it just <coughs> throwing taxpayers' money uh, through the window and producing inferior code and inferior applications because these are applications that only medium cities can pay. And we, we try to promote much more this approach. It's not only because of an economic sense, as, as we have been talking about. It's also about uh, performance and values and, and the whole structure. If you want to implement things like transparency, probably this will be easier to implement from a European focus or from a big cities focus, which you have few four cities, than if you want to try to implement it from a small village, where the day-to-day priorities will, um, will eat much of the budget and much of the attention. And mm. then all these important priorities will take always the budget. So... Mm, the the bottom-up broadband is just the other side of the coin. I mean, uh, we need cities, but probably we also need digital infrastructures. And these digital infrastructures, there is an opportunity in, in Europe, as it has been done in Australia, for example, in the case of, of fiber, uh, to produce some kind of digital infrastructures that are common uh, around Europe and can solve um, at least certain time of problems much better than the actual commercial infrastructures. And uh, this is also an effort in the project. And we are talking there things like super Wi-Fi, sharing fiber, sharing mm-hmm. dark fiber, uh, uh, sharing Wi-Fi, and things like that. It's, it's quite challenging because there's some, um, there's some difficulties that are, that are intrinsic to the way that technology has been deployed um, in Europe. And... And you have the role of the carriers, and whether, and the question is whether there's there's space for other types of non-commercial non-commercial deployment um, of, of mm, internet connectivity um, in cities, and and this is really the effort of the of the technology side. Um, in the end, you want to have you know equal access for everyone, so to make sure that that's enabled, that that neither price nor um, availability of the infrastructure is limiting participation mm. or access to services by, by citizens. So that's an important part. But of course, I mean, just having infrastructure doesn't really provide you anything interesting. It's just, it just connectivity. Yeah. So in the end, you need to have these services. So so that's what code is about, right? It's about trying to bring the the city councils into a, a culture of providing digital services at a different level. So trying to identify um, problems that are right now not being tackled and uh, probably they don't have a main focus, but they are city needs. And, uh, and how do you intervene from within the organization by building the processes to, to have those services come to light? So there's been some examples and and. You're right that we've been using Code for America as a proxy, but but there's other ex- other experiences as well, and uh, we're just looking at, at what are these 
creative developers that are now uh, just starting in the process, what, what are they going to come up with? And we're really excited to see what they say. Okay, fantastic. So you've kind of got the, the code side and the infrastructure side. I'm wondering whether in your uh, activities that citizens are able to participate as well. <coughs> yeah, uh, um, well, in, in, in Code for, for Europe, we have basically, we focus basically on, on a particular community of citizens that are developers that are coders or that are designers or that are in general people interested into doing some kind of digital application for cities. This is our main focus. We don't focus so much on the general citizen. In, in the other projects, in open cities, where we explore more open innovation mechanisms, we, we focus a lot on, on citizens and we do things like crowdsourcing or crowdfunding and we do more challenge that um, you make hackathons where cities uh, citizens are involved too in order to provide ideas and to value the ideas that others provide around a certain type of arts and to surface needs and so on. But in Code for Europe, not so much. Uh, now we put another proposal for an open data accelerator where, uh, that fits very well into this Code for Europe thing and so on, where citizens are probably more, more part of it, uh, particularly in, in things like hackathons, virtual hackathons that we call hackathons. And, and this built to hackathons where citizens can provide on one side ideas, on the other side can provide evaluation of the ideas of the others and, and provide uh, this domain expertise of how these ideas will cover or not their own needs and how valuable they are and so on. So that's, that's the, right now in Code for Europe we have more the basics. We don't have so many resources and the basics for us now are the fellows and the co-chairing. These are the two main aspects that we are working more in, in Code for Europe. We would love uh, to put more, more citizens in the picture and so on, but, and as we did in open cities, but probably we take a while. Now, I understand that, uh, that this is a, a three-year program uh, and that you're just in the very early stages of the first year. Carlos, where would you like to be with Commons for Europe in 12 months' time? What will the first year hold for you, do you think? Mm, what would be what would be a good a good outcome of this uh, first year would be mm, to have uh, interesting examples um, about how how transformation can happen within within organizations um, in the shape of specific projects. So so we're we're not gonna see quick turnarounds in 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 organizational culture. Even though that's probably the the outcome that we're looking for is a, a shift in the way that some of these organizations are looking at how solutions are provided for citizens in general, mm. and that's not going to happen in twelve months. So we're going to see some indications of that in in the shape of specific projects that we're going to see come out of of the Commons effort, right? So so these uh, fellows are going to come up with interesting projects that are going to be, in some cases, um, surprising sort of case studies to, to look at how you know, things can be done differently for some of these cities. And if we, if we manage to get some, some interesting stories that, that really tell how, um, how things can be done in, a, in an alternative way, then I think we've achieved some degree of success. And I think that that's what we would 
need to move forward to more ambitious goals at the latter part of the of the project. Well, now we we hired the fellows that was in the beginning of the year. We we did the, uh, our second meeting with the fellows and so on. We will hope that at the end of this year we will have some code, some nice applications with the fellows. We will have in place a civic commons for Europe. Uh, a repository for code and we will start the share code initiatives around Europe. This is our objective, this is our target. We will also like to, we are trying to push forward a lot. We believe that this initiative, if it has to be, it will benefit so much of being global. I mean, we don't believe in a civic commons for America or a code for America or a code for Europe or a civic commons for Europe. We believe that these will benefit a lot of being global. And of course, you have to to marry this global local thing. Mm. and put some, some local aspect because mass, mass, uh, most of the co-sharing will be in the local space. But also most of the innovation, reuse and repurpose will be in the global space. So you have to marry both. We are pushing forward, we're trying to to foster initiatives around the world, like Code for Africa, Code Jamaica and so on, to create a united version of uh, civic commons and, and, and uh, to change this practice and to change momentum branding and energies between the few people around the world that is around all these ideas because we will all benefit if we put it global or we have global linkage. If we create islands uh, we will reproduce the situation that now we have on the cities that every city is reinventing the wheel and is reinventing the wheel with a limited budget and cannot benefit from the invention of the other. Only in a bigger scale but the same island. Well, an ambitious but an exciting program of work ahead for you. Um, It's been such a pleasure to speak with you today, Carlos and and Esteve. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And if you'd like to follow up on today's discussion, you'll find all of the downloads and links at gov2oradio.com. I look forward to your company again next time. Bye for now. 